we're working middle class family, but at the same time too, um, kids, you know, our kids especially <laughs> can become so boggled into like, you know, their world and what they have. Um, and so it was just important for us to go back into the community to see, you know, that you are definitely blessed. Um, you may not think that you have a lot, but when you look at other people who have less than you, you really realize. And then also too, we're just a believer of, you know, you, you, you know, being givers and receivers, you know, you as kids, they want to, you know, receive, 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 but you have to be a giver. Um, both my husband and I, we are both definitely, that's just innate in us. It's just to be givers and to put more people before us than ourselves. Yeah. So it was just something that we want to make sure that we embedded in our kids, you know, just to make them good, wholesome people. Yeah, absolutely. So they understand service. Like I can definitely say that's something, you know, we have three kids uh, and that's something that I know I, I personally, we need to do a better job of kind of exposing our kids uh, because, you know, I'm not, I don't know your kids. I'm not going to say nothing about your kids, but that was a great <laughs> way to say that our kids are spoiled. Like mine is spoiled. <laughs> Mines are spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> you can say they are, they're spoiled. <laughs> they're spoiled. Them kids are spoiled. So we, we, I know we definitely got to do a better job of exposing them. Uh, and I applaud you what you and your husband are doing. Uh, as it relates to giving that, giving them that level of exposure, so they can be good citizens uh, and understand service. So good stuff. Uh, now, was that you know before you got married, before you had kids, was that something that you just naturally did? Uh, you just went out and volunteered, did a lot of volunteer work. Well, I guess you know when when I think about it, now that you ask that question, my mother, uh, she made sure like when I was in the church, mm -hmm. um, the different. Uh, activities that I was in, Girl Scouts. Uh, I grew up at Windsor Village United Methodist Church. And so they had Kuja Chagalia. So I was in that and that was about service mm -hmm. and giving back. And then when you go through uh, communion, we had to go down to the homeless shelter and give back. So my mother made sure that I was always a part of you know, service. So I guess so. I guess it was always innate in me. And then I've, I've been a teacher. I've been in education for over 18 years before coming into real estate. And so as a teacher, you know, you are definitely a giver <laughs> of all kinds of things. So yeah, I guess it's always been innate in me prior to marriage and children. Awesome. That's good stuff. So yeah, so we just, we just went through Teachers Appreciation Week here, uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago, huh? Yes, um, this was and this is my first year in many years that I, you know, was not a teacher to, right. you know, kind of get the recognition, but I still want to make sure I shouted out, you know, my fellow teacher friends and people who are still in the educational field and then those nurses that fall in between that teacher appreciation week as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So no, man, definitely applaud the teacher. Uh, I always look for opportunities where I can congratulate the teachers. I mean, the, what y'all have to do uh, as it was, a as, is a lot, <laughs> uh, and I know that you all don't even get the appreciation that y'all should, you know. And I think that really kind of drives. I do a, I do a lot of work with our with our PTO, and and we do a lot. We try to do a lot for our teachers, uh, just so that they know that they feel that they're appreciated. Uh, because I know my kids, just my kids, without any other kids in the room, <laughs> just my kids <laughs> is a handle. So right. having other people's kids in there along with my my kids. Uh, I definitely need to take care of you. So, so that's <laughs> awesome. So, okay. So let's talk about that. You know, one of the things that I noticed as a broker, so I've been a broker for 16 years. I've, I've held, I've had licenses. I'm sorry. I've been a license for 16 years. I've been a broker for 14 and I've carried licenses for 13. Uh, and one thing that I've noticed as my agents, you know, my teachers and my nurses, and they're kind of like my best agents. 
So, you know, I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> so, so you come you coming in as a teacher, you know, now getting into real estate, becoming a realtor. Uh, what was it that attracted you about? Was it something that you saw that you were already kind of doing as a teacher and you felt like, hey, I could really transition that into being a realtor as well? So actually, this is, I'm, I'm going to share with you my testimony that I have not shared publicly. Uh-oh, um, <laughs> This is breaking news, breaking news. No. <laughs> so um, last year during COVID, uh, it was actually March. March, you know, that was when the world pretty much shut down. I was actually an assistant principal at a high school at that particular time. And I was over the special education department. And so we had a transition of a new principal came in. And then literally in May, I received an email stating we are doing a we're doing cutbacks. And because you're over special education, we're having to cut you (laughs) in the process. Really? So yeah, so in the midst of COVID, I was I was laid off. And, um, and so I was looking for other jobs in education, of course, you know, like, this is where I've been for the past 18 years, like, where else am I going to go? Right. Um, so I had a couple other things that were in the works. One was to be a principal at a, another high school. Another one was to actually open up my own school. Oh, okay. And neither one of them, you could not have told me that I was not going to get those opportunities. I mean, I'm talking to the head people, you right. know, yeah. um, but I am a woman of faith. And I had to just go into my own closet mm-hmm. and the Lord just said, follow your husband. Okay. And he told me to go into real estate. And my husband had been telling me, you know, Dana, you should do this. You should do this. And I was like, no, you know, that's not for me or whatever. And it was because it was out of my comfort zone, really. Right. So um, long story short, you know, here I am in real estate uh, due to just a change in path. I, I can just say just a change in path. And uh, now looking at it at really almost coming up on pretty much a year into it, I, I'm, I'm totally grateful. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm really excited about my new found uh, career. Good, good, good. Nah, yeah, they say so believe that Dana, they say the best ones are teachers. So, uh, <laughs> and I think a lot of it has to do is because you already understand how to educate. And this business is about education, right? right. Uh, we, we educate our clients because if, we're go- if they're going to be comfortable with the process, the discomfort usually comes from the unknown. Like they don't, they've never done this before. So they need somebody to guide them. Uh, and a lot of that guidance usually comes through how well you can educate, how well you can teach, you know, how well you can nurture and empathize. And I think those are talents that teachers are just, you know, naturally have as you know, and sometimes I hate to say it. Sometimes your clients be acting like babies and kids. So you know, you already who are you telling? Who are you telling, <laughs> Mister Day? <laughs> I I mean, and I definitely can say I lean, and that was it was crazy because I always feel like you know your steps are ordered. What's for you is for you, and I feel like where I'm wherever I'm supposed to be, like that's where I'm going to be at. And so one of my prayers, I just you know ask God, what what is it like? You've literally took me on this path of education. I have all these skill sets. Mm-hmm. Where am I supposed to use this in this um, in this new area? And what I all what I have is most of my clients, um, pretty much like all of my clients, except for maybe two of them, are brand new clients. Mm-hmm. So they're new homeowners. The ones that um, are not new homeowners, it's like them starting all over again because they had bad experience from the previous ones. Yeah. So I'm I'm literally teaching them the process. Um, I stop. I explain things. You know, like. 
from beginning to end, um, what your mortgage is going to be like, why your mortgage is going to look like this, what you're, when we're talking about taxes and HOA fees and things like that, what's the difference between the closing costs and a down payment? You know, you want this or whatever. So I try to give them as much information as possible because I tell them at the end of the day, I'm just only here to guide you. I'm not here to make the decision for you. At the end of the day, you have to make the decision because you're going to pay that mortgage, not me. So... <laughs> So, and they appreciate that. And then, you know, it's a blessing and a curse because also what ends up happening, just like students, they become very dependent yeah. on you um, for every little thing. But I do appreciate it because it's a relationship that, um, that I'm building with them. And I always want them to know that the relationship doesn't end once they close on their home. Like it continues because I want to see you invest in your property. I want you to, to not let this just be your first property and your only property, but can this be an opportunity for you to get multiple properties? And then let's talk about how that looks. So you you know, I'm definitely, I'm still a teacher. I'm just not in the classroom per se. I'm just now out in the fields teaching people about home ownership. Absolutely. So they're saying so that means the middle of May, you should still be a part of teacher appreciation. That's all we're saying. That's it. You know what? You're exactly right. I think I need to post that that I need my uh a teacher appreciation yes. gift. <laughs> you shouldn't have been forgotten. You still out here. Right. That's awesome. So now something that I and I believe in, you know, investing, investing in real estate is something that's kind of important to you as well. So you want to speak a little bit about, you know, why are you somewhat passionate about the investment side of real estate in addition to the retail side being a realtor? Yes. Um, so being a, a African-American female, as you can see, um, <laughs> um, I mean, I just know the history is that um, we, we have, we're so far behind, you know, one real estate is money. Real estate is key. Real estate is opportunity. And um, I have seen my husband and I, we were doing real estate investing and kind of, you know, doing, Look, as we were going through it, we were pretty much the real estate investors that they contact you. We write up a contract. Do you want to write your, you know, do you want to sell your home? And then we would have cash buyers who would purchase homes. Mm -hmm. um, and so through that process, like we learned a lot and were exposed to a lot about the different opportunities and different ways to be able to own property. Mm -hmm. And what we also found was it's not a lot of us that own these multi-million multi dollar properties. And when I say multi-million dollars, not necessarily like that property is multi-million dollars, but they own so many properties that they are multi-millionaires. Right, right. And so that became a passion. So again, it goes back to the whole giving, it goes back to the education. I want to educate my people on, you can own property too. You can own multiple properties. Like don't let this, I don't care how old you are. You can do this. It's something that you can leave behind to your kids, but let's be strategic about, you know, the process and how we get into it. So it's, and then I also know that it's something that we feel like um, it's something that we can't do, you right. know, oh, it's, it's far-fetched, you know, I can't, I can't own these multiple properties. Yes, you can. And it's really not that difficult. If you can own one, you can own 10, you can own a hundred. Yeah. So, um, so it, 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 it's, it's a, it's a passion of mine to make sure that when I'm talking to my clients and we're sitting down, we're talking about, is this, are we going into a property that um, is going to uh, appreciate, mm -hmm. you know? And then what is your plan? Is this your forever home? Like I'm just, it's a one and done situation or eventually do you want to, to move? And so if that's what your plan is that eventually I want to move, then let's make sure that we're going into an area that's going to appreciate so that you can get some equity and you can get equity fast. And we talk about equity and all those things. So yeah, that's, that's my passion and, and where that's, you know, coming from with driving. 
that's driving awesome. me for that. That's definitely awesome because the reality is, Danny, is you know we hear a lot about the wealth gap and the wealth gap in America, and real estate is a, is a very strong vehicle to yes. do something as it relates to shrinking that gap. Uh, so yeah, you keep you keep uh, being the messenger out there for our people. So <laughs> I will try. <laughs> we can keep them going. And definitely want to shout out Roland, man, because I think that he's the reason that I even know that you're even on here today is because I know he had came and talked to me and, and I talked to you as well. So I want to shout out Roland too. Roland yes. out there doing his, doing his real estate thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So let's, let's pivot a little bit. You know, what, some of the things that we deal with on the Realtor Life podcast, you know, as we talk about the things that we're passionate that you're passionate about so we learned a lot about you as far as you being a teacher and your work with the shape center and you know investing in real estate but let's talk about you know now let me help you right let's let's talk about maybe some challenges that you've gone up against uh and see if we can do a little bit of coaching so how does that sound that sounds wonderful all right so one of the questions that uh that i ask uh has to do with fear and like kind of what scares you about being a real estate professional you know, you know, one of the things you talked about, you talked about was about the market drying up and some of the uncertainties as it relates to the market. Why don't you talk to me a little bit more about, you know, that apprehension or that fear you may have about that? Um, so let me just say right now, the market is great. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's a fear because one, um, when I'm about six months in and <sighs> It's not a it's not a brag, but it's a testimony of um, the amount of the, the contracts, the deals that I've made so far. And I'm just like, OK, how long is this going to last? Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I average I average about two new clients every week. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm just afraid they're like, OK, what's going to happen come <laughs> come December? What's going to happen? Like, you know, when it's when it dries up, um, you know, and so I'm just kind of thinking about like the next steps, you know, what do I, do I need to go into uh, picking up like you had before we came onto the podcast, a side hustle, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of having multiple sources of income, but you know, just also don't want to be a, a jack of all trades and a master of none. Right, absolutely. So absolutely. yeah, so that's pretty much, that's my fear. Well, I think where you should start with that though, Dana, is you got to ask yourself the question, what makes you think it's ever going to dry up? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I just, I, I know that real estate can be very cyclical, you know, and it, it has its ebbs and flows. And, and so, you know, when we go back to what is it, 2017, you know, when every, our 20, 20, was it 07, you know, when everything, we went into the recession and I'm just like, okay, what if we have something like that going on? You know, <laughs> you know, we just came out of crazy 2020. So I just, I just don't want to, I don't want to get caught off guard. So I'd rather plan for the worst um, and be prepared than to sit up here and live in this la-la land thinking that, oh, it's going to continue this. And I'm going to continue to keep averaging all these, you know, clients every week. And then all of a sudden when it becomes one and then zero, you know, yeah. now what? What do you do then? So, exactly. Okay. So, so, so the first question is what makes you think it's going to drive up, dry up? The second question then is, is what do you think is contributing to the momentum that you have right now? What do you think is causing it? Um, well, I know that it's my marketing. Um, so it's marketing and network. Uh, I've gotten, like all my clients have come through uh, 
my networks that I've made with like, especially my lender, my lenders literally sends me clients on a regular basis. Um, so, and then it's also because of my work ethic. So she sends them to me because she knows that I'm going to take care of them. And she knows the type of realtor that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so marketing network and work ethics, um, have been like my driving cause of, okay. uh, my clients. All right. So the first question was, what makes you think we're going to, it's going to dry up. The second question is what's causing it. So now the third question is, are you ever going to stop marketing? Are no. you ever going to stop networking? No. Are you ever going to not have a good work ethic? No. All right. So now if you keep marketing and if you keep networking and your work ethic continues to be what it is, then the result we should expect to continue to be what? It should still continue to be the same or better. Absolutely. All right. So we ain't got to be scared of that. We ain't scared of that no more. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> unless, look, unless Dana makes some major adjustments in who she is, and we know that ain't going to happen. Mm-mm. Nope. Not, I mean... I mean, if I have to make some changes, it'll be for the better, not for the worse. So. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So what my recommendation would be is, is that let's think about how we can enhance that, right? Okay. So we have our, we have our baseline. So this is the baseline right here, right? So we're getting about two, two clients a week. Well, how do, I, how do I get that to four clients? Or how do I get that to six clients a week, eight clients a week? So, and what, and here's the reality, Dana. The reason we got to get rid of the fear is because the fear kind of prevents you from thinking from that perspective, right? So that's why we got to remove the fear first. So now we can kind of open up our horizons. And now we're saying, hey, look, I'm not worried about maintaining the two clients a week. I'm worried about growing it to doubling it, tripling it, quadrupling it. Uh, I know I got the two. I didn't did that. You know, I want to go to the next level with the four, six, and eight. So now that I've kind of posed a new question to you, Dana, how do you feel? How do you think that you could double it? What do you think? What are some of the things that you think you could do to maybe double that production? Um, Had you ever thought about that? No, because to be honest, I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay afloat. I don't want to, I don't want to get the big head and then I don't want to make sure, (laughs) make sure that I can, I can, um, I can maintain, you know, because I do feel like I'm big on customer service and I want to make sure, and each one of my clients, I know they feel like they are my only client. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm, you're not, you know, and I can't, <laughs> like, I, I got to get the phone with you because I have somebody else, but, um, but I like that feeling and that relationship that I have with them. So I, it's almost like, I don't, I want to grow, of course, mm-hmm. because to grow more people is to grow economically right but at the same time too i don't want to lose out on the customer service that i'm providing okay so um so it's not that's not a fear but it's more of you know a thought process and a concern or not i don't even say concern because i don't want to bring that negativity in there like you said you know i want to make sure that i'm i'm being forward thinking and not thinking in a negative way um but it's just, it's a thought that I need to, to ponder on to make sure like, what is my next step? How can I maintain the people that I have um, to make room for more and Absolutely. still maintain, like I said, the level of service that I'm providing and being able to still network and market. But I definitely can change up my marketing a little bit more. I can market more mm-hmm. um, and then start to attend. Now that the things, the world has opened up a little bit more. I'm fully vaccinated. So I feel a little bit more comfortable going around more people, yeah. you know, maybe starting to go out and do a little bit more face-to-face networking with people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and you know what? The, the concern, I don't necessarily take concern as a negative word. It's just more of something that you need to pay attention to, right? 
Right. Because like you said earlier, we don't want to be in La La Land. So we, you know, <laughs> the, the world is real. So there are some things that we need to pay attention to. Not saying that we're going to let it, let it drive the ship, but it's something that we need to be aware of. So right. what it sounds like you're saying is, is that you're not, you're, you're not adverse to growing, but you don't want to, you don't want to lose the service aspect of your business because now you have all of these clients that you're trying to service. And so now your customer service takes a hit. Kind of right. Like, kind of like what you're saying. So, you know, the recommendation that I would give you is that a lot of that has to come with two things. One is systems. Mm-hmm. Right? Systems keep you, systems are the things that manage your service. It's kind of like McDonald's. Like you go to McDonald's and where there's a McDonald's and now they, they're kind of getting away from this. I'm starting to realize it. But for the most part, whether you go to a McDonald's in Houston or a McDonald's in China or a McDonald's and wherever you go, the, the experience is going to be similar. And the reason that McDonald's is able to pull that off is because of the systems that they've designed and created. So now as they just move around different places, they operate, each one of these businesses operates by these same set of systems, standards or whatever. So you get that similar experience. So for you, it's like every client that does business with Dana Hennigan, you want them to have a similar experience. Well, the only way that you're able to do that is by creating systems, having checklists, having processes and things like that in place. So then once you have those in place, then it'll force you to be to operate more efficiently. Mm-hmm. As, you, as you begin to operate more efficiently, now that organically increases the capacity that you can have, right? So now right. You, organically, because you're more efficient, you can go from maybe working with two clients to maybe working with now three, four, maybe even five clients, the based on how based on how tight your systems and your processes are. So that's one thing that'll really help you with that growing, but not losing that customer experience or that customer uh, uh, service aspect of your business. The second thing is people. (laughs) You know, as you begin to grow, then you're going to max out what Dana can do by herself. So then that's when you have, and, and meaning you've got the systems in place, you're operating at the most efficient level, but it's only so much you can do as a human being, period. So we know we're going to come to some kind of ceiling. Once that happens, the second part is now you bring in people and then you begin to leverage people and utilize them to be an extension of the service and help you continue to go to another level as you grow and scale your business. So those are the two things that are really going to help you protect your service, your customer service experience. Yeah, that that was that was really good. And you know what? I like the analogy that you use with McDonald's because I mean, if you think about it, I guarantee when McDonald's first started off, they wasn't worried about, oh my gosh, I'm only serving, you know, a thousand people right now. What's gonna happen when I get to a billion? You know, I'm afraid to get to a billion. But because they have systems in place, it doesn't matter if they're serving a hundred, a thousand, or a billion people, it's still gonna be the same customer service that you're gonna receive, you know, when you come into any of their establishments. So that was good. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you 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 heard that. You agree with it. I did. And I took notes. I was over here taking notes while you were talking. You know, I'm still look. I'm still still got that school mindset. Look, let me see y'all. Right. <laughs> Have like, my notes. You like? Let me get that nugget. Let's go. Mm-hmm. All right. That was a word. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So now, one of the other things that you mentioned as it relates to uh, a challenge is get it 
getting started and overthinking, right? So, you know, you, you mentioned that you're a doer. So kind yes. of expound upon that a little bit. Like, how has that been a challenge for you so far? Um, so at first it was a challenge because, um, I mean, it's just like I said, I, I'm a doer. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm just ready to just jump right on in. And so going back to the, the information that you just gave. So I just jumped right on, I jumped right on into, to doing a real estate thing. And so all of a sudden I started having all these people coming and all this stuff, whatever. And yeah, do this. Yeah, do that. And then I found myself was like, I don't have the systems in yeah. place right. that I need to have. And I started to feel overwhelmed I got you. Um, very quickly. And so um, it was, it became a, it became a challenge mm -hmm. and it's, it's still somewhat of a challenge. I'm, I'm trying to find time and I'm, I'm finding myself being able to feel more comfortable with scaling back and to also set boundaries, which is also me creating my systems, even systems for just, this is work time. This is family time. Yep. Um, and so, so that, that's, that was, that's my challenge right there. And that's what I'm currently working on is really just putting these systems in place um, yep. for my personal life. Mm -hmm. And then also for the business life, because it is coming so fast because I am a doer and I just jump straight into it without like where my husband, he is a, he's a thinker. Okay. So he's going to think it through and he's going to have the systems in place yeah. and everything before. So to others, it may be like, well, he is, a. I look at like, oh, you're a slow starter, whatever like that. But then when he gets into it, I'm like, dang, I should have thought about that, you right. know, right. because right. he took his time to put systems in place and where it then becomes, it works so smoothly for him yeah. um, as he's working. And then where I'm sometimes feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm drowning over here. So yeah, that's that's been my current challenge right now. So here's the so here here's the reality, Dan, and I'm gonna throw Roland under the bus a little bit too. <laughs> so the reality is is that you got doers and you got planners or thinkers or whatever. Right. And in most instances, the doers are not doing enough planning, mm -hmm. and the planners are not doing enough doing. Mm -hmm. In all instances, right? So he yeah. may, you may you may be over there checking him out, and he seemed like he got everything going. But I promise you, he should have got started a lot faster than he than he probably got started. So my point is, you got to have a balance of really both of that, right? You got to, you know, as I'm as I'm coaching even my agents, and I recognize the difference, right? I have right. agents that have similar situations with you where I'm trying to slow them down. Like, hey, look, I'm not telling you to scale back. I'm telling you to carve out some time and let's start thinking through some things first before we right. continue to add to the bucket. And then I have some of my planners who I'm trying to push them off the cliff. Like, can can I get you moving though? Like, can you can you make one call? Just make one right now. Like, you yeah. make one call ain't gonna overwhelm your system. Like, it ain't gonna turn your system into critical mass. Like, it can handle <laughs> a couple of calls while you continue to build it out. So um, the great thing though is is that you have business, which is uh, one of the biggest challenges and one of the biggest things that you should applaud yourself on is the fact you know, being fairly new, you know, just about to finish your first year that you have this level of business that you can say you're averaging about two clients a week, you know, and I coach a lot of agents. I have a lot of agents that um, for, for a lot of them, that's not their case. Like they're out here trying to figure it out. They're trying to get clients. They're trying to get that phone to ring it. Um, so that's definitely something that you should be, uh, that you should applaud yourself with. Um, what I would say is, the 
the, the, the majority of the game is having business, attracting business, right? Right. And as you continue to, you know, no, I don't want you to give bad customer service, but if I had to pick one, I'd rather you have, uh, uh, make need to make some adjustments with your service, but have continual business coming in versus <laughs> you're a great, you got great, excellent customer service, but you ain't no got clients. no business. <laughs> <laughs> so if I had to pick one, that's the one I would want to pick. So I think- Me too. Yeah, you feel me. So I think the view is just, uh, I would just say, be patient with the process. It's the process. It's going to happen. Um, I've experienced the, the stage that you're talking about to where you feel overwhelmed. You got all this, you got all this business coming in and Hey, look, I even got to take it a step further. I started, people start complaining, right? I start getting complaints. <laughs> and that's, you know, nobody want to get complaints, but right. you know, it's a natural progression. If you have a business coming and your systems haven't caught up to the business yet. So it may happen, but stick with it, stay with it, you know, stay engaged, know your heart, right? So even when I was getting them complaints, I'm like, man, I ain't, but you know, my heart is like, I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm not trying to be malicious, you know, own it. If you make a mistake, hey, you got to own it quickly, apologize for it, uh, but then continue to move past it and say, hey, look, you know, that's something I want to fix. We're going to fix that. You know, it may take some time for us to fix it, but we're going to fix it. Uh, and that's what's going to help you as you matriculate in your growth. I mean, what they call it, growing pains. Like, that's what that is. That's called right. growing pains, right? So, uh, but that's a good thing. That just means you're growing, right? If you had those kind of pains. So you want that. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, look, um, any last words or anything for the people before we shut this thing down? Um, I would just, you know, I guess my, my advice, I'm new, but my advice for any agent out there is just to, you know, just go out there and just do it. Market yourself. You have to be in people's faces. Um, and, and be confident in what you're doing. And I think, you know, like you said, put those systems in place if you can, but don't spend too much time putting systems in place because you need to start putting some money into the bank. There we go. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but I mean, even though I'm new, I'm definitely somebody who is willing and always open to helping somebody out who, who, you know, is getting started a little bit more fresher than me. So if anybody wants additional, you know, mentoring, I don't look at anybody as my competitor. There's money out here to be made for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, what's for you is for you. And definitely what is for me is for me. So if any new agents, if they have any questions, feel free to reach out to me and whatever I don't know, I'll tell you, I don't know, but I definitely find out, you know, where we can get the information we'll learn together. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's a, actually a great offer to not just our new agents, but also our, uh, our affiliate members. Because uh, we have an affiliate program to where we, right now we have about 43 people and they're in the process of getting their license. Uh, and the whole idea about the program is to give them exposure to what they're going to experience, right? So, you know, you're, you, you've been in it for about a year, so you can give them a, 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 like a, a treasure chest of, of experience yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and insight you know, just being in that single year. So, you know, like I said, we're going to put up your social media handles so they'll be able to definitely engage with you on social media. Uh, she's, you know, given, she's giving you all the, um, the invitation uh, to engage with her uh, on her journey and you guys continue to learn, learn together. I love that. You know, that's what we're trying to build over here, Dana, is an ecosystem. Um, and it, so it doesn't just have to be, oh, it's just Brooks and Davis agents, just Brooks and Davis affiliates. Like we know we got some people that rock with us, some fans, some enthusiasts. 
uh, and we want to help and contribute to those individuals as well. So uh, I love that. We can all grow together. Uh, That's right. Now, last my last question for you. Are you familiar with the Houston Black Real Estate Association? I am. I need to join. Yes, you do. <laughs> you okay? You're looking at, hey, look, you're looking at a board member as well as the education chair and your philosophy is what you believe about wealth building, especially in our community, democracy and housing. Like we have aligned uh, ideals. So you definitely need to become a member of the Houston Black Real Estate Association. All right, so it sounds like I need, that's my homework assignment to be filling out my application this week. (laughs) HBREAHouston.org. When we have, you need to go there, HBREAHouston.org. And yes, you're the kind of, well, you definitely will find some value and a fit in that organization, uh, just like I did. And it's because of where your heart is and what you want to see. And we can get there. We can all get there a lot. We can go a lot further together than yeah. trying to do it by ourselves so let's definitely align uh our ideals and our principles i definitely i definitely appreciate you coming on and allowing us to learn some more um, thank you, you. I, I appreciate this coaching session and these good <laughs> nuggets that you just laid on me today hey well look Danny, you know i do i do offer coaching to agents that are not books of davis agents i'm just i know you know what we we need to we need to <laughs> hook up because i do need to talk about these systems and these people because that has been something I've been thinking about. I'm like building a team, but I'm thinking, am I moving too fast with this? But yeah. you know, well, let's do something. it. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, and guess what? I offered my first two sessions at no cost. So we you can get, you know, this was, this was a little bit, but we can get a couple <laughs> of sessions in, get you another take. So offline, I'll send you, you know, we'll get the information sent out to you. Uh, we can get those scheduled and then we'll just see where it goes. Okay, sounds like a plan. All right, All right man. So, Dana, I'm going to wrap it up. You can, feel, please feel free to stay on because uh, uh, for about five more minutes and then we'll be done. But I definitely want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing us to, for opening up the door to your world uh, and letting us to learn more about you. All right, thank you. I will, I'll stay put for, uh, till you wrap up. All right, perfect, perfect. All right. All right, so let's see. That was our guest, Ms. Dana Hennigan, realtor, community activist, great insights, learned a lot, very appreciative for her allowing us uh, a window into her world. All right, and again, if you're checking out this and you see, you know, like Dana kind of recognized the coaching and the nurturing, you know, that's something that our agents get, like they receive by being a member of Brooks and Davis Real Estate Firm, that one-on-one coaching is included. Uh, with them being a member of us. Uh, and if you feel like you need that kind of nurturing, nurturing or you you heard something else, maybe with our hotline, or you just need somebody, uh, you need your you need more guidance, then I encourage you to go to that link, uh, schedule an online or in-person company introduction uh, so you can learn more about our ecosystem. Um, and like I told Dana, we can see where it goes. Um, again, I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we post about two to three videos a week. Uh, we post our trainings on our YouTube channel. So we got, you know, we do about five to eight events per week. Uh, and I would say about half of them get posted to our YouTube channel. So subscribe, I create your new life is on there. Um, and you'll be notified whenever we're dropping a new video. Also, our Facebook business page. Uh, like I said, we're doing a lot of events. We're planning for our third quarter. If you want to stay in the loop, that's the best way to stay in the loop is going to our Facebook business page 
and you will be able to be abreast of everything that we have going on. Uh, so I definitely encourage you to do that as well. Uh, finally, again, we have a boatload of events that are that's going on. Uh, in about 45 minutes, we're going to be going live on our Facebook business page, doing our mastermind through tough times. So I encourage you to do that. Uh, we got our lunch and learn on tomorrow where we're going to be bringing in a representative from a home warranty company. Again, they're lunch and, and this is what you need to know. Our trainings are not just for Brooks and Davis agents. If you're a licensed real estate professional, you are able to attend any of our trainings, including yeah. lunch and learn. Hi, I'm calling about your uh, time home. Let's see, Dana. Sorry. Let me meet you, Dana. <laughs> All right, I got it. But uh, see, look, Dana, getting back to work. Let's go. Get that money, girl. But um, but yeah, so our, our trainings are not just for Brooks and Davis agents. Therefore, any if you have a real estate license, you can take part in our training. Uh, including the lunch and learn. So we have our lunch and learn on Wednesday, as well as we have our training on Thursday. We're bringing in Divi Homes uh, and we're doing our side hustle Fridays, uh, which is going to be this Friday. So definitely encourage you um, about that as well. So with that being said, if you have any uh, questions, any comments, you know where to find me, you know where to find us. We appreciate you for jumping on and taking part in this edition of the Realtor Life podcast. I've been your host, Michael G. Davis, CEO of Brooks and Davis Real Estate Firm, Realtor Plus Business Coach. Looking forward to coaching you into the cosmos. It's time to take off, baby. You guys enjoy your week, weekend, your life, and let's be great. We love it. We love it. We love it. Y'all have a great one. Talk to you soon.